I'm Dallas. And I'm Giovanni. He had to remember his name. <laughs> no, sorry. I, <laughs> right when I was about to say my name, my computer made a loud sound because it's just like a notification. Uh, it threw me off. I was like, uh, what? No. Well, anyway, we are black in session. It has been a second uh, since we finished Gossip Girl. We're still trying to figure out when the next season or not season. Next half of the season is going to air, thinking in November. Uh, but until then, um, we got a little one-off, talking about Mean Girls. But first, how you doing, Giovanni? How's school I'm going? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, we are back in session for school, unfortunately or fortunate, depending on who you ask. Um, and it's been about a week and a half, almost two weeks now. And, you know, it's things are swimmingly going, or what's the phrase, going swimmingly. Mm-hmm swimmingly um you know kids adjusting to being back in person after not being in school for over a year i'm adjusting to having 30 children in front of me after not having 30 children in front of me for over a year so you know it's all it's all it's all happening it's all happening but overall it's been a pretty strong start of the school year i will say this is my eighth year of teaching i believe and I think this is the best I felt by week two, so that I can remember at least. So you know, what what do you think makes this so different? I mean, I'm so I'm in a different school. That makes a um, difference. <laughs> so that makes a difference, know, makes and a the way they operate is also I wouldn't say fundamentally different, but there's just some key differences between i'm at and the old school i was at that has allowed for more i was telling this to somebody i don't remember who but i just i feel like i've been the most authentically me with kids first time ever where a lot of my teaching career i've spent just saying like my personality is just not for children i have a very adult sense of humor a very like i'm just very much for adults while we're working with kids, being authentically me just never felt possible because of my my brand. Yeah, I remember when I was staying with you when you were teaching, you were teaching on Zoom, and I just remember you would talk to me, and then you would get on Zoom, and it'd just be like a different person completely. And now class, you know, it's just like, oh, this teacher Giovanni, different voice, different personality. Mm-hmm. And now turn your books to, what was the moral of this story? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could get that far, but we're not there yet. Um, but I will say that this year feels um, like I can be. I don't know. I've just been more just naturally myself. Found a way to be goofy that doesn't make me roll my eyes and still feels like me, but mm-hmm. for kids. So, and they're responding to it, you know? So, hey, for. I basically have them saying silly Mr. Andohar multiple times every day to the point where it's become bullying, you know. Uh, my students are bullying me. There, I said it. <laughs> they they laugh every time I make a mistake. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. My, my, my victimization is cute to you. I, <laughs> I love that. 
but yeah but that's me that's what i've got going on you know and well there's also like the whole being back in person while also trying to be like you know safe and careful with all like the stuff that's going on with like the delta variant and whatnot and you know there's already been like classrooms that have had to be shut down because you know either a student or a staff member has been diagnosed diagnosed as uh, tested positive so it's like ooh we um, and they start testing student tomorrow so we're like anticipating like what that yeah mean so i'm sorry i just unloaded a whole lot but that's what i've got going on for the last two weeks, you know work <laughs> school sessions for me i think i'm just i'm looking forward to um going back to work in person um, as weird no, as it is to say it's that. It's ghetto. It's ghetto. Don't do it. <laughs> no, it's just... You're going to hate it. I know. I'm immediately be like, can we go back to Zoom? Literally. I don't understand why anybody whose job even remotely would ever choose to go back. If you were given <laughs> the choice. If, like, I would advocate for them, like, well, can we at least be home on Fridays or so? Like, just try and see if there's a way that you can mix it up. So yeah, no, I get that. Full time. I'm happy it's that the TV lot. world, the TV world is moving in that direction where it's like three days on, two days off. Mm-hmm. So I could be in New York Wednesday night and be there for the weekend. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Just ready. Still for waiting it. on my cookies, by the way. But that's. Are you serious? Wait, when did you order them? Last week. You're still waiting? I just assumed you haven't, or Troy hasn't mailed it yet, or made them yet. I'll check. He should have mailed We mailed them all. Oh. We will check. Oh. Okay. But yeah. Um, yes, my boyfriend uh, just started a, he started a bakery, or online baking business called Cake Chemistry. If you guys want to check it out, really delicious cookies. Really, really delicious cookies. Wait, you're gay? There it is. It's been a while since you've done one of those. Yes, it has been. You gotta, you gotta cool it off and then let it. <laughs> and then bring it back. The right yeah. Moment. <laughs> like the last joke in a comedian set. It was something you totally forgot about. Uh huh. Full circle. Yeah. And that's humor. And that's when, boom, boom, whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, really proud of him. He's actually baking right now. Um, the living room often smells like cookies, which, you know, delicious. I'm trying to lose weight, but it's hard when it's right there. But anyway, so that's what's going on that's in my world. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, so Mean Girls, it was really fun to revisit. It's still, it holds up in so many ways. It's still a classic. Um, and it also made me think, like, I would love to see... It, not a reboot, but a sim a, a movie in this vein, but about black gays, and I think it is still, it would still have that same kind of cattiness and yeah, it would be the same movie almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They could be in their twenties. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I think it. Um, I will say it mostly holds up. There are definitely some things that are like mm, product of its time. In a re- in a very weird way, where I also recently rewatched Clueless not that long ago. I think it was like maybe beginning of the summer. And yes, there are some things from that movie that don't hold up as much or as well. But 
overall, I felt like the stuff that didn't hold up in Mean Girls felt a lot more jarring to me than the stuff that didn't hold up in Clueless. I don't know why. I mean, I think Clueless yeah. Clueless isn't mean spirited. It doesn't have like that mean like let's make fun of this type of person. It's more like, oh, this is my life. Make fun of me. I'm rich. You know, this is posh. Yeah, I guess you're right. Or Mean like, Girls is even like, though they are, yeah. yeah. You're this right. type of person is a nerd. This type of person is a loser. Yeah, you're right. I just it just was like interesting to note that like even though Mean Girls is like I want to say ten years after the fact, it's like probably the more offensive one. Yeah, I would agree. But then again, you know, those early two thousands were a wild time for movies and television, early movies. So. No, I agree. Yeah, I I agree to your point. I would like to see, you know, not a reboot, not a sequel, but I would just like to see in the vein of Mean Girls and Clueless and Heather's before it, like, what is the new modern day, like, high school teen bitch movie? Um, Ideally, it would be with, you know, people of color in it. But, like, you know. I'd watch it regardless. And I've been searching. I usually am like always watching these little high school movies that come out either on like Netflix or, you know, every now and then in theaters. And nothing has really felt like it's caught that level of like, oh, this is the, this is it. What about Booksmart? You know? No. It didn't? No. It, it wasn't, it, it was. That's the, it's not the same type of movie. It's not the same type of movie, yeah, because you don't have time to like really live with each of the characters. It's more of like a, a fun road yeah. trip movie. Yeah. Um, that's that, that that's like Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. The, the Revenge of the Nerds of those people, you know? So I again I said that in a like a way where I was like, no, but I was just like, I'm very defensive of this genre of teen movies. So I'm just like, I know what's is and I know what it's not. No, I get I that. Like book smart. Big I guess movie, not it. I guess to start with to start talking about the movie and this could be the offensive thing like you know rewatching it I can't, I can't remember the last time I, re- I watched it but why did she have to be from Africa she could have just been homeschooled that to me was like okay I think it's just to further exaggerate just how, how different removed, removed from yeah, this world that makes sense um, but she Africa was. she could have been from Sweden you know like but no, I, I think to me it was kind of like to hone in on that joke about like tribes and animals, pe- you know, people acting like mm-hmm. animals. Yeah. So one thing I I've never picked up on this or really paid attention to it in all of my many 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 rewatches of this film. The, the uh, narration is something I feel like. You know, this is what I feel like separates it from like a book smart, right? Like Clueless also has like narration in it, which makes it feel similar. I can't remember if others has narration. I don't remember. It might. Um, But I was just thinking like, oh, wow. Like if you take away the like narration of the Katie character, how well does the movie like play i feel like even though a lot of it is just what's happening on the screen but like some of that narration does provide some context interesting context diet like uh, observations and just like to your point like like further blending this idea of like the 
tribal, you know, everybody's in a pack, they, um, in a way that wouldn't come as clearly as a cross through just, just the like scenes that are happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, again, going back to how it's different from Booksmart, I think a big part of it is that so much time passes. You know, like they go through a chunk of the school year. I think it's the end of the school year by the it's, end, right? It's the, it's the entire school yeah. year. And like that, the final, like a little montage, it's the, it's the next. Yeah. So they're like, they're, you know, she has to be like, and this is what happened. This was going on. Now we're in Halloween. Now we're in Christmas. Now we're in Valentine's Day, school dance, bam. Yeah. I think otherwise you'd be so like disoriented. Like, wait, what? What? What's the Halloween party now? What? But yeah, like I just re watching this movie, I realized just how much ground they cover. And I just can't, I'm just wondering, like, Tina Fey writing this, how was she like, okay, 20 pages? All right, now we're in, now we're in Halloween. It just, it's a lot. Well, you know, I feel like, you know, it's, what was that movie? And another teen movie had this, like, two, where it was like, we start off at the beginning of the year and suddenly it's the end of the year, but we just started, like, um, because it's like a trope that a lot of these like high school movies just move through the year so quickly in the span of 90 minutes and you're just like what huh I guess those are maybe those are two different genres then because it's that and then there's like the Ferris Bueller's Day Off Book Smart Breakfast Club where it's just like one day and they're just hanging out that whole day you know or like it's a very yeah. Eventful, the slice of slice of life, adventurous, kind of, like. adventurous day. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's go on this trip and do this crazy thing. Right, but yeah, two different movies. Yeah, you know, like uh, she's all that, and um, the one with Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles, where she like ten things I like hate about bitch. you. Yeah, like those kind of movies, like they all like time just moves really quickly, but because of everything that's happening, you don't even notice. And you're like, yeah. well, it's the end of the school year. Oh my gosh, what? So, I have some things that I want to talk about. Is there a particular order you want to talk through? Just no, by all means, go ahead. I guess for me, I'm jumping right into it. My biggest thing is, and I still don't, I've always had this question and I still don't know the answer. And it never seems to be a plot. Like, why did Regina George invite Katie over to begin with? And never, like, it never seems to be revealed like, oh, she had this hidden agenda like why did she have her sit with them the first time i'm still stuck on that shiny new toy but like there were other new students at some point but there were always three plastics she made her one of the plastics were those other students pretty ah uh, i two things about regina george felt true to me on that in the very first interaction she had with katie First was that she was just very much like fascinated by like I don't know who you are you're brand new Ooh, a new toy and the other thing is she immediately felt threatened mm. by her like that whole like you know the funny like oh but you're like really pretty and she's like thank you oh so you agree you think you're really pretty <laughs> and like you know it's funny but like if you really dissect that switch in oh so you agree you think you are really pretty like that she's words mean things and the way she's saying it means a lot too and it just shows she's very threatened um and i believe she's the kind of where it's like you know keep things close you know i can build her up and i'll be easily able to destroy and discard her later if i need to 
Yeah, that makes sense. So like, keep her close, keep your enemies close. No, I get that. Mm-hmm. So fun, fun side note that I learned. Um, Lindsay Lohan actually auditioned originally to be Regina George, but they loved they loved um, Amy McAdams, something McAdams, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. I was I like, Amy. Yeah, Rachel Mc. They they um, Tina Fey was enamored with Rachel McAdams because she's naturally a nice girl. And it felt like it works here because like Regina George has to be nice. She can't just be bitchy the whole time. And I think that that's what makes her character shine so much, you know, because she seems like, oh, look at her. She's so nice. But there's like this evil underneath that. She's affably evil. Yeah. I feel like Lindsay Lohan might have been able to do that. But I think, yeah, that was a good choice. Yeah, I think it, it, it makes sense. I could see Lindsay Lohan doing the role I don't know if it would have been as iconic yeah. as this, but I didn't know that little tidbit. And then I'm wondering too, like, did Tiff, did Tiffany, did Tina Fey just know just how quotable this movie would be? Because like, I think if you were just to look at the script, like certain lines, like you can't sit with us, does not sound like it would be so iconic. But now it's just like, you know what I mean? It's a moment. I, well, I feel like part of it is like the lines that themselves and the other part is just like the delivery of yeah. the lines and i feel like that goes down to like the actors and the director right like how do you get these teenagers to say either inconsequential things or ridiculous the ridiculous things in such a funny way that's like yes i want to quote that and i was literally quoting almost the entire movie as i was rewatching. i was just like just it just became me just saying the script honestly um you're not, like, I, I don't hate you because you're fat. You're fat you're because fat I hate you. Because I hate you. It's and like... to this day, I'm still trying to understand and comprehend. Oh, I understand that. I understand that. Like, you know, the the shaming made her fat, made her hate herself and eat, overeat, and now she's fat. <laughs> <laughs> and I just have a lot of feelings. Just so many lines. Do you have a favorite line? Heavy flow in a white set vagina. That was one of my favorites. He's like, like, I can't do this. I can't do this. (laughs) Um, one of my like, it's like a probably no one really pays attention to this, but it's just the way she delivers a line when uh, this is Norbury. Uh, when they're doing the auditorium thing and Regina George is like, why do we all have to be here? Some of us are victims. And she just quickly just says, mm-hmm, that may be true. Like the way she delivers that, I'm just like, yes. <laughs> I often try to embody that. Yeah, that may be true. Uh, raise <laughs> yeah. your hand if you've been victimized, <laughs> victimized by Regina yeah. George. I mean, like the whole movie is just filled with quotes. I'm a pusher. You know? <laughs> I push people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so was there another thing did you wanted to talk about? And then you said you had a few things with it to Yeah. Um What's see I don't even know their names. I don't even know their names. Uh, the, Do you know the actress's the gay, name? The gay guy. <laughs> Damien. Yeah, so again I learned that he was actually in the closet when he did this role and like helped him come out, which I think is pretty beautiful. And I looked this up too and he's married to a guy now the actor for Aaron Samuels is gay in real life and so they actually bonded those two actors during the making of this movie 
Yes. Yeah. I love how you're learning all these things for the first time. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I learned that in second grade. Yeah. Um, yes, 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 yes. I had the movie on DVD and um, yeah. I probably watched this movie on so many times. <laughs> Fun fact, the first time I watched this movie, I was in DR. So you can imagine. Oh, wow. What, yeah, I think I was maybe like 14. And I, I caught the movie, I think when I started watching a movie, it was just as, um, I don't know his name, Principal Duvall, when he was just like talking to Katie and the other two about the burn book. Mm -hmm. And then Regina George does the whole like, oh, I'm spreading all the burn book pages. And that's like when I jumped into the movie and I was like, oh, this is that Mean Girl movie. And what I saw was just wonderful. Did it have Spanish subtitles? It was subtitles? subtitled. It was yeah. subtitled in Spanish. <laughs> so that's the really the only reason why I was able to like stick through because I was like, I'm not about this. <laughs> Spanish dubbing is terrible because they'll they'll get like a 30 year old woman for 18, and you're just like, but that's not no. And it's the same four voices. It's literally the, the same time. four voices. So like you're just they... like, wait, but that's but no, but she's that was her voice. But what? All no. through Latin America, yeah. I'm like this. The, whoever the main guy is, he is making good money because he is the same guy and he is in every dub movie. It's the same guy, animated, whatever. Because mm -hmm. I remember I was in Mexico for a semester in college and like watching movies and yeah, like it was. I was like, damn, it's the same dude again, again, again. Making money. And then yeah, let it be some like a different ethnicity. And I was like, that does not sound like a black guy. It's you know it didn't sound like an Asian guy. It's just the same guy. Yes. It's like that's clearly just okay. But yeah, um, but those are my two big things. Otherwise, I'm just talking generally about the movie. Um, like, what else? Okay, um, this is something I thought this time. What is the moment that Katie becomes? like Aaron Samuel says, a clone of Regina George, basically a clone of Regina George. What is that moment you feel like is like that tipping point? It's like, oh, she is a, cla a plastic. It's the scene, I paid attention to it because I was like, when is it that she really just turns fully over? And I feel like, I, I think this is it. We don't see the exact scene, but it's kind of like implied through the narration. Some, I forgot what happened. It was when she starts to try to drive a wedge between Gretchen and Regina George. On the phone? No, 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 no. She's already done some of that stuff already, I believe. But she's like, even though I was mad, even though Gretchen was mad at Regina, she just still wanted to be close to her. And she understood that. Like, Katie understood that being a part of the plastics meant you were royalty. Mm -hmm. And then that's when you see all the, like, people giving their little, like, hot takes of, like, I saw her wearing army pants and flip-flops, so I will army pants and flip-flops. Um, and she's, like, walking down the hallway in slow motion with the rest of them. And, like, that is the moment when you realize she's, like, pretending with them, but she's also sort of become them in the process. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's it's somewhere in that scene. It's it's in her effort to destroy Kate, uh, Regina George that she slowly becomes her. For me, I think it was the the four way phone call, the second one, where um, it was like Regina George called you, says says you're a slut, and then she's like, I can't go, I'm sick. <laughs> Boo, you whore. That whole call, because yeah. I think immediately the next scene is 
the two friends. I, I do not know their names. The two friends. Oh my God, Gretchen and Karen. No, Kay, Katie's, Katie's two friends. Oh, Janice and Damien. Too gay, too gay to function and, and the dyke, yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> That's what Cancel it said the in the podcast. Where I don't that's show. what it said in the burn book. No, <laughs> but no, uh, Janice and Damien. Yeah, they were like trying to like make plans, and she's you know she's like doing her little makeup. She's like, I can't. I'm going hanging out with the plastics. I'm sabotaging them. Okay, bye. I love you. I was like, okay, she is fully in the dark side now. Yes, at that point she has fully tipped over, but I think. I think it was before that that she was already in that world. Yeah. Love ya. But yeah, um, what else? So, what did you think about the ending? And particularly, even after rewatching it this time, I was just like, what a strange choice. And what does that say about, like, what a strange and sad choice. And what does that say about this character? You know, they're doing the ending montage and showing you, like, where everybody ends up. And then you find out that Gretchen is just basically a part of another clique. Yeah, I, I thought like, about that, too. Like, she needs, rac she racial, needs. Racial um, problematicism of yeah. it all removed. The fact that she's just, like, in another clique. It's like, oh, so she didn't learn. Oh, okay. And she's the number two and, and loves gossiping. I think she just needs that. She needs to be needed and to be a a worker bee. And isn't that sad? Who knows? Maybe in the sequel she... No. Speaking of, we should watch the sequel for fun. No, I've, I've seen the sequel. It is not. It's terrible. It's absolute. There's no redeeming qualities at all. When has a sequel to a movie like this ever had redeeming quality? I'm trying to think. There has to be something. There has to be something. Let me think. Remember that funny moment that happened in Pitch Perfect 2? <laughs> Pitch Perfect 3, like, brought it all together, right? I don't know. I didn't bother to watch it because Pitch Perfect 2. <laughs> Damn it. I'm waiting. <laughs> Oh, you know what it was? I believe, I believe the lead, the head queen bee was a Latina girl. I think, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. I'm gonna so, watch it just for the hell of it. Or for diversity, I guess. But yeah, um, trying to think what else. Oh, and the way they really treated Karen. Like, you know, like, you laugh at it throughout the... But they don't really notice at this time. They, like, legit just shat on her, at least Regina George. And the fact that she just internalized that she was an idiot. It's just like, wow, you're sad, too. What does that say about you? Which I think is a good segue to talk about the Broadway show. Which I think she she was uh, the breakout star in that one. I will say she was the breakout star. And there's the thing, there's so many, like you could argue that there's so many breakout stars in this movie of like, other than Lindsay Lohan's character, um, because of just like the quotes and the characterizations of them all, like Damien, Janice, Regina, Gretchen, um, Karen, like you can make an argument for all of them, but in the musical, don't ask me about what anybody else said other than Karen. Yeah. She totally did they have songs? 
I, it, it was a, it was a musical. Yes, I don't remember songs. <laughs> Did they have songs? Yes. So I only remember the two songs that were, in my opinion, the best. Which one was Karen's song, yeah. Halloween, or was it Halloween, or was it was Sexy Cool, or something like that? And then the other one was the Regina George song, which is when she learns about all the plots that um, Katie had did to her. Okay, yeah, it's coming back to me. Ah, uh, what a time. My name is Regina What a time. George, and I am a massive... Oh, I can't. Sorry, because of the... Right. Um, uh, you can't because what? You know, like music, copyrights and stuff like that. You can sing, but you can't just play it. I don't know how. I don't know how all this works. Just let us. Just let us live. We're not making money. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yes, but the but yes the the musical adaptation. I'm not gonna lie. The movie is better than the musical, but I think they did a better job with Karen in the musical. Um, but I think that's just because musicals allow you to have like your moments. Yeah. When you when there's a musical number. Um, but it was fun. It's cute. It's sad that it's like not a thing anymore because of the pandemic. But yeah. But yeah. So yeah. Like- oh, Kevin G talking about he only dates women of color. And then he and then up- he's all up into Janet. Is who we're supposed to believe Lebanese. is Lebanese. I don't know if the actress is really Lebanese. I doubt it, but she looks racially ambiguous enough that, like, okay. Would you consider her a person of color? If she's even really... if even if she were Lebanese, like even if we operate on the assumption that she is technically Lebanese, by looking at her, would you say she is a woman of color? See that. That's complicated because you can have like some Puerto Rican chicks that look white, you know, but they're still Puerto Rican. So because they pass. But there are, so here, be careful with the, the Latinx folks because you can be a black Latinx or an Afro Latinx and you can also be white Latinx. Cameron Diaz, white Latinx. Zoe Saldana, Afro Latinx. Yeah. So Cameron Diaz, is she, she's just straight up white? Yes. Okay. If you if someone sees Cameron Diaz on the street, are they gonna assume, oh my god, look at that black girl, look at that woman of color? So it's no. it's how other they people They could literally say you. her name, oh my god, it's Cameron Diaz, but they're gonna see white blonde girl. Yeah, no, I get it. Which is different than someone seeing AOC on the street, you know? No, I get it. So then in that in that sense, no, she's just white. Yeah, so I was just like, I get why they said that in relation to Katie, but then it was just like, but then you went for Janice. But what other major character would he have gone with? Would have been some random... One of the angry, hot, black hotties. I don't know. (laughs) Justice for them, by the way. Did they get any lines? Did they get any lines? The one girl, she she was like, oh, I love your skirt. Where'd you get it? And she was like, it's vintage. My mom got it for me. Yeah, she was so excited, Dallas. I hate that. Yeah, right. Like, oh, I did something right. It's like, oh, that's ugly. It's the ugliest effing skirt ever. Yeah, and then, you know, we get the flashback. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's a bracelet. Where'd you get it? Which is like such a 
fun character moment that like any other movie I feel like would have just like ignored. It would have been a thrown it would have been a throwaway, yeah. Yeah, but the fact it press full circle of like, well she also commented on your bracelet, which also was ugly. Um interesting. Ah, yeah. Lovely, 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 lovely. It's just overall a strong movie. You know, there are some things in there with the whole, you know, Coach Carr and the, the Trump triangle with students. Yeah. With Trump Pack, Trump Pack. Um, and the other one. Uh, you know, as I've expressed my views on student teacher relationships already, but, um, you know, it was the early 2000s. And then the overall, just like, racial segregation of the school I'm saying racial segregation i mean you know people say the people say repeat i mean yes but also it, it very much i mean it painted it as if like there are no black people that hang out with white people mm. there are no asian people that hang out with white people like they only hang out so which we know is not this not the case yeah yeah i would love to see the gen z version of me they were throwing around that r word like nobody's business oh yeah so retarded so retarded so 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 yes mm-hmm. and they got they, this one line where i'm just like why what was the purpose of that when she's like complaining about mrs norbury when she calls her drug pressure she's like she's being so queer and i was like what what yeah why there's no point <laughs> why why that word what what choice was like it just felt like even in the context that she said it i was like but nobody even says that yeah <laughs> like tina Fey is like what can i get away with can i say the end no <laughs> just like I'm, I'm not on nbc let's see what i can do <laughs> well she might have been on nbc at the time but like this wasn't Tonight. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, good tonight. Sorry. Um, yeah. Anything else? Oh, it's such a good movie, it and is. I, for the longest, I thought the calcine bars, the chocolate that they give Regina George to gain weight, were real. Like I really thought they were real for a very long time until like probably, I think freshman year of college or like early into my college career when I like finally Googled it because like I maybe want to gain weight but I like chocolate too so like maybe I want to eat that and I Googled it and they were like no honey that's not a real thing you could just eat chocolate and get fat and I said oh wow um that was that was a very funny moment when she just starts screaming when the guy's like why are you eating those yeah they make us gain weight like crazy and then she just screams (laughs) And I love how we are to believe that she's been screaming that whole since time. that happened. <laughs> and she went all the way. I, mean, I think she drove from when we saw in the earlier scene. Yeah. So she just screaming in her car, parked it, opened the keys of the door and everything, and just like made it to her room. And I was just like, I love this idea that she's been wailing at the top of her lungs for presumably anywhere from 25 to 30 minutes. You know, because she just uh, she was just feeling it. And oh my gosh, the plot twist of her putting herself into the um, burn book when you think like you're supposed to believe like oh she's writing this about Katie, but like who cares? And then because she's, she's like, evil like that, that's just how she is. And I just love when he's like trying to read it, and she's like, 
Fugly whore. <laughs> Wait, what did this say? So and so. Fugly whore. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent delivery. And I love when he, he's interrogating the other three and he's like saying things out loud, like reading things out loud, and Karen's just like laughing because she's just like not so fair enough to understand. <laughs> like, well, maybe the people who wrote it didn't think anybody would see it. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh, Karen. Just for Karen, indeed. One of my favorite monologues in cinematic history is when Gretchen Wieners finally cracks. And she's just giving that, like, amazing monologue in, uh, like, English, English literature yeah. class. A plus for that one. A plus. <laughs> Uh, but I remember for the longest, I could never figure out how they did the transition from like the, her in the classroom into the locker room because it's like very seamless in the background. It is. Um, but it was so perfect. Shatali uh, just dabbed Susan. <laughs> Brutus is just as cute as Caesar. Brutus is just as smart as Caesar. So what? <laughs> yeah, it was very, very emotional. But yes, it still holds up in many ways um, as a classic, and we need we need a new one. Yeah, I feel like we're 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 overdue. Twenty years overdue a new like iconic teen, you know, hijinks and you know makeover makeover like. I still feel like Booksmart is up there. It's a really good one. In terms of like teen movies, sure. It's not hitting the notches that I needed to hit for it to be like. A classic. When I think of like these movies, I think of again the Clueless, the Mean Girls, the. Um... Oh my gosh, why did I say that? No, Heather's mm-hmm. that in that vein. I would argue almost even Drop Dead Gorgeous. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hilarious, and I feel like when you think about the, if you watch the movie and you think about like the time period that it was released, you're kind of like, they let this, they released this out back then. <laughs> wow. Because um, I feel like there's the things in there where, like, even to, to the, today, they probably wouldn't. Funny. Um, Kirsten Dunst. Oh, you know, like a Bring It On. I feel like Bring It On is in this vein, too. Yeah. Not to the same level, but like, you know, it's approaching. And I really would love for Gabrielle Union to just reprise her role as she is. Like, two years have passed in the movie, and she's like, yeah, I'm here. I want her to be a mom, and I want her daughter to be taking over the Clovers. Or that. Or that. Or I want it to be like, it's an alum, it's a special, like, I guess it would be like 20 year anniversary at this point. Um, and it's like alumni where we were bringing back the gang and see, like, do they have it, what it takes. <laughs> Oh no, they're closing down the school. Oh, we need to come back together and raise a do a benefit and as part of it, like, oh, here are these alumni and they're doing I almost said acrobatics. Cheerleading. I guess it's so acrobatics. You should write that then. <laughs> I should write. Yes, you think I'd, be, I'd be able to quit working if I could that work. I mean if it sells. Bring like it bring baby. it back. Bring it back. Yeah, as a title, bring it back. Oh, I was like, what? Uh, yes, that would be uh, 
I was gonna say bring it on again, uh, but now. Nah. But yeah. Any let the um have you thought of a lesson for mean girls? Sorry, you made me think of what we are the lesson from today's le actual lesson in school, which was what beware was of Greeks, beware of Greeks bearing gifts. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. It, it's still uh, uh, it tracks, which applies here because of all the things that they were giving that girl to fucking fuck up her body, which also highly illegal. Um, the foot but, cream, uh, uh, yeah, all of it, yeah. The, the foot cream, the food, like oh my gosh. Also, I love that she was getting the dress at a store called One Two. What was it? One Three Five, and all the sizes they have are One, one Three and five. five. I was like, how are they? <laughs> and then that just mean comment. It was like, you could try Sears. Just Sears. <laughs> remember Sears? I know. I was like, which is not a thing anymore. <laughs> not a thing anymore. Definitely not. If it is, it's probably like in the middle of America, kind of like like the last blockbuster, like holding out for dear life but um no yeah in terms of lesson i think there's something that you know comes about in like the big you know fight that katie and janice have when after the party or whatever and she's like you just become them you're like you know basically through this story like katie it becomes regina without realizing that she's become Regina. Like, she's become the very thing that she hates, right? I think it's just being careful of, like, the path that you take and, like, are you just as bad as the person that you are, you know, trying to stop? Or are you better? Like, what is taking the high road? Do you let your anger make you, lower you, or do you let it fuel you to be the better person? You know. Yeah. I think that was coherent. I'll say mine is just to be try to be introspective and self reflect reflect as much as possible, because, I mean that's what that whole session with the teacher Miss Norberry was about. It's like the kids realizing like, oh, you were, you were vic you're victimized, but then you're also victimizing others. You know, like you're saying mean things about other people, but you know you feel away when it's been ha happening to you. And it's like getting to a place where you realize, like, what am I doing? Am I doing that? Am I, am I saying mean things? Am I, you know, like, I think you just have to be in an open space to be able to realize, like, oh, shit, I am. I am kind of mean sometimes. I don't know what you're talking about. It'll take some people some time. I love that journey for you. <laughs> but yes, uh, it was it was a delight to rewatch the movie. Um, it's still, I just like movies that just take you on a ride. Like you just like it's like you're in a chair. You know, you're just going through this journey, and oh, what's gonna happen next? And a lot of the musicals, so I feel like it's pretty good too. Like I, a lot of it's still ingrained in my brain. Like I remember it. Like oftentimes because of this movie. Mm. Yeah. I need to re-listen to the soundtrack for the musical. But yeah. Good times. Yeah. Well, wow. we are um we will be back for um Sex Education season three. Uh it comes out September seventeenth. 
and we'll figure out like how we're going to divvy it up. We'll do it over multiple weeks. Um, that'll be exciting. I really love that show. You know, I guess, yeah, I guess that's part of it. Like, there aren't teen movies like Mean Girls because they're series, you know? Now we have series, so many series, you know? Like, because I was thinking if Mean Girls were remade, it would be a series because so, it's so much of the school year, you know what I mean? Like, there would be four episodes before you got to the Halloween party. You know, there would be some episodes before you got to the Christmas, so you got to the dance. So I think series is the thing right now for teens. I, mean, I think there's always been high school series. There's always been the Dawson's yeah. Creeks, the OCs, the Degrassi's. True, so but I, I feel know. like it's more, because I can't think of that many teen movies recently. I well, mean, I think, on... I think you and I are no longer that demographic to be aware, you know? I mean, they're on Netflix for the most part. I, I do love we should we gotta do that one we gotta do that one the uh the ps i love you i was about to say i think those are probably the of the the like great to video ones those are probably the best i i like the first movie the second one was lame the third one i think i like the best yeah i was gonna say well i like the first one the best because you know there's a newness to it I agree the second one they were just trying to create conflict and then the third one mm-hmm. like tied it all together. Cubby. Oh Cubby. The th- oh god, that was gross. Um the third one I felt was like the most adult. Like it was it, it found a way to do what a lot of these teen shows struggle with is like that transition from like high school everything is super important to like this college new frontier like world and obviously she didn't go like we don't see her in college but you get a glimpse and taste of like what her college you like i need to rewatch that because i love uh that's good i like i love that i also just liked how authentically but also inauthentically new york it was too yeah was there for the brief time i I need to oh that seems like that would happen but also never happened but like i could believe it yeah, like, to... who's thinking a fucking couch? And spoiler alert, who's thinking a couch into a fucking train? Nobody. Not not four random girls who are, what, younger than the age of 25? Okay, sure. How's that going to work? <laughs> but yeah, good time. Sorry. Yeah, good time. Like a show. Yeah, so we will see y'all in a few weeks as, you know, when Sex Education comes out. Stay safe out there, get vaccinated, and stop the spread, please. And get your booster shots when you can. Is that like a thing? Yes. Uh, it was originally supposed to be eight week, eight months from your last uh, shot, but now they're trying to. Now they're thinking five months because of the the, the Delta. Uh, the Delta, yeah. And now the, the new, yeah. There's so many got down. Someone said, oh, my God, COVID now has a whole uh, army of lion sisters. And I was like, I'm crying. Yep. Um, but that's beyond the point. All right. Well, that's all I have for you guys. You got anything else you want to add? No, that's it. All right. With that being said, class is dismissed. Keep bouncing and behaving. Bang.